I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Standing up and speaking out, here's Hal Sparks. Good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday to you. Uh, glad you could join us today um, in the... In, in the Chicago home studio, we have a gathering of uh, both the old and the new as we all um, honor and pay our respects today to Dick Kay. There will be a special memorial show following my show today to him. And, and our beloved Lady B is joining uh, our, our usual Saturday peeps. Um, many of you have been listening for a long time. No Lady B used to run the show for us on a bunch of fronts. And she is... Uh, she's back in, in the saddle today for that. And I greatly appreciate it. Hi, Lady B. Hi, how are um, you? How's everybody? I'm, I'm good. I'm just trying to get, uh, Johnny on the line. Apparently he's, uh, there, there is some element of, uh, difficulty getting audio to him on his end, but we will make it happen. I, I insist. Um, so we're, we're working on that currently just to let everybody know. And, um, over the course of, the next couple of hours, um, I want to address a couple of major stories in terms of the the outcry from Republicans over the last year, especially certainly since the election and definitely um, the the sort of raison d'etre of the entire Republican Party as a family values party. All three arguments have gone down in flames over the last, I mean, some of them have been a slow slow smolder for a long time. But over the last two weeks, many of them have just flat out collapsed. Um, In in terms of the, I, I guess, let's just jump right off with the voter fraud aspect of things. Many people know, and we have dealt with this a few times, that the cries about voter fraud <clears throat> that have been brought up repeatedly by the Republican Party um, have never met reality on, on any level. Never has there been any sign that there was massive voter fraud or there was massive uh, indication of the elections being thrown for either party through manipulation at the voter level. And, and insofar as I know... There is no um, no version of it where it, external factors have changed votes. You know, no no votes bouncing to Germany or Brazil and then coming back for the other uh, candidate. And and I think the closest thing to it was during the I want to say it was Bush Gore or Bush Kerry. Yeah, there was that. If you push the the carry button, it made the Bush button go and vice versa. In the early days of touchscreens, when quite frankly. Um, you had to calibrate the screens to make them uh, make it so that where you touch actually affects the area that you're touching. And this is a normal part of, you know, now it's much easier to do. But in the early days of touchscreens, many people will remember the first iPads. There was a process you would go through where if you had a uh, an Apple pencil, you would touch. It would show you where to touch on the screen to basically assign where that tap would go to the screen. So you'd have to go all four corners, dead center, up and down, and that would teach the iPad and the pen to meet in the middle because it was relatively new technology. Now all that stuff starts up. 
based on how the screen itself is laid out. And it's not really that complicated as, uh, you know, as a, as a level of technology, certainly not the way it was in 2005, let's say. And so all those moments where people were like, I pushed this and, and one of the other buttons went off. A lot of times that's just screen calibration. If you pushed a little further down, it would make the button you want light up. It was a matter of the screen being off. Now, could you weaponize that? I suppose. But most people would find that out immediately and go, every time I push that, it's wrong. And they come over, calibrate the screen, and then you'd hit it. Very few people would just go ahead and go, oh, well, I guess I meant to vote for the completely opposite party. It's absurd. So when we do find out that that there was any kind of voter fraud, it turns out to be run-of-the-mill voter fraud in most cases. The the Ann Coulters of the world voting in places they don't live and haven't lived for ages. The, the fact that Mike Pence, the sitting vice president at the time of the United States, voted using the governor's mansion of Indiana as his mailing address and his voter registration address, even though he had ceased to be the governor and there was someone else using that address that is... N- no relation, no one else. Just, I mean, that that's kind of baseline. I don't know why that's a slap on the wrist version of events in that the man can't rent a condo while he's vice president if he still wants to vote and, and hold that as his home address. What is stopping him? It's very odd. And then, of course, we know Donald Trump uh, still having his primary residence in New York, not having the right to live at Mar-a-Lago. Um, uh, registering to vote at Mar-a-Lago, voting in Florida during the election, um, initially by mail and then uh, in person, both of which would be fraudulent considering he does not live there. Um, And even now, um, they are setting up for him to move back to, to move to New Jersey during the winter, I suppose, or during the summer. He's wintering at Mar-a-Lago and summering at his resort in in uh it's not bedminster it's one of the others but point being is that is is there a primary residence anywhere in there that allows him um in any way um to qualify as a florida voter it's he certainly qualifies as a florida man on a lot of fronts but and and then we have this story which I shared with some of the people who watched my stream yesterday, wherein, if I may, um, a a man voted on behalf of his dead wife for Donald Trump. He wanted Trump to win. He said the Democrats were cheating all over the place. So no surprise, he's full on bought into the QAnon, Mike Lindell nonsense on every possible front. Turns out that the wife that he uh, voted on behalf of is this very same woman he is now accused of murdering. Um, at, she went missing on Mother's Day um, and was never seen again. He made up a story. He went on the news. He did the whole, um, you know, whatever Scott Peterson thing. Thank you, Hal Vickery, for the super chats. Appreciate that. We're going to be uh, asking the chat in a little bit. Um, for their input on a couple of these things as well. Um, he, she literally 
she dies on Mother's Day or disappears on Mother's Day. He may have killed her the day before or somewhere around in there. And then um, goes on TV pleading, anyone who has her, please return her. The girls miss her. We love her. Please get her back to us. Turns out he, he, he killed her. And, well, he's allegedly, he allegedly killed her. Um, and, um, and it's easier to say he allegedly did so because um, five months after she went missing, he voted on her behalf for Donald Trump. He says it's what she would have wanted. I personally am under the impression that what she would have wanted really is not to have been murdered. But... Um, I don't think like a Trumper, so I can't tell you what the reasoning is in this family. But indeed, Suzanne Morphew uh, um, is dead. Her uh, her body was discovered and signs of that her murder occurred, not that she was snatched off her bicycle on a ba- on a bike ride, which is where her husband said she went, but that it happened very close to the house and uh, there were signs of it. There were forensics evidence. That's why he's being arrested. And they added to his charges, along with, uh, you know, obstruction, messing with the crime scene, all that kind of stuff. They added a charge of voter fraud and messing with the mail because he did not have the right to, you know, send mail um, in, in his dead wife's name. And again, he thought he one of his arguments was, well, I thought you could simply vote on behalf of your spouse, to which I am under the impression on a personal level that uh, you are no longer someone's spouse when you are dead. Till De- death do us part ends when death makes us part, when death departs uh, is part of what happens. Um, so... In this, I hear Johnny Million. He can't hear me, but um, that's a that's something we will remedy at some point. Um, um, I, so this this guy this is this fits in. This guy checks all the boxes. This uh, I believe his name is uh, Stephen Morphew. Yeah, um, um, yeah, her. Uh, sorry, Barry Lee Morphew, which sounds like a uh, a comic book villain slash serial killer. Um, and somebody in the chat just said uh, maybe how maybe his wife was going to vote for Biden. Brad, well, this would be the first if that turns out to be the case, uh, this would be the first known um, political murder uh, husband to wife in, you know, in quite some time. Um but his answer was, I wanted Trump to win. I just thought, give it to him, uh, you know, add another vote to it. Um, and let's see, I'm going to, tr- let's see, we got to take a, Oh, we got to take a break. We'll take a break. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Marks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. We'll have Johnny up in a moment. And I will, <laughs> um, and Pauline in our uh, super chat says, thanks for the laughs last night. Apologies for my loud voice. Not at all. It was well liked and well worth it. We'll be back right after this. This is Tom Hartman, and you're listening to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. From all the Shakespeare. You most you most certainly are. Welcome back to the show. And uh, Johnny was just asking me if I was um, if I was exhausted from all the Shakespeare. Ever so slightly. 
Um, but I'm recovering nicely. I had a I had a good two days where I was just down for the count, kind of, you know, because um, it was it was a lot going on. I got to say, kids, it was uh, yeah. it was a lot of work to do. Um, hold on. I'm, I'm shrinking you down so people can see you better. Make uh, me small. Yeah, I'm just it, it just takes some dragging around. There we go. Hey, there he is. There you go, Johnny Million. Yay. And there's a cattail walking by. Now that's, yep. that's now we're at full show again. That's excellent. Um, uh, in in terms of this, um, I I have been and and I don't know how much you heard of this story that I was talking about, Johnny Million, about this fellow who uh, murdered his wife and voted for Trump on her behalf. Oh my! Yeah. Yes, uh, this uh, I won't I won't recap too much for the who's at home, but in this particular case, this fellow's wife went missing on on uh, Mother's Day. He pleaded like Scott Peterson on the news and, oh, my God, please bring our wife back. And, my, you know, the, the girls miss their mom, yada, yada. Turns oh, out no. she's dead and she was she didn't die on a bike ride. She died very close to the back corner of the house near the oh. back door. Um, and uh, he five months after she went missing, um, obviously the, he'd been a, a person of interest. <laughs> if you watched yeah. my comedy show last night, you know what a big fan I am of that phrase. Um, but as a person of interest, um, he it turned out five minutes, five months after she went missing, she voted by oh, mail. My. Oh, yeah. From uh, her house. And interestingly, Good for her. Yeah, I mean, way to do your civic duty, even after you, you know, you've, you've, yeah, you've disappeared. So over the course of this, I mean, this is the standout um, voter fraud story that can be found. All all Arizona looking for shoots of bamboo and signs that the Chinese attacked our elections through machinery that. Uh, isn't hooked up to the internet, no matter how many times they say it, and the garbage that's going on there, and the fact that if Democrats conducted an audit like these folks are doing, with like just hiring Democratic activists, people who are hell bent on undoing the presidency of, uh, you know, if if people had done this in tr- on Trump's win, all right. the ske- having blue pens with them instead of red pens. During the, uh, you know, during the entire, like, what, first five days of their audit, meaning they could change the actual function of the ballot. They could they could actually alter ballots or when they made a duplicate one, they could change the vote itself. If Democrats did any of that stuff, they would ask for a nullified election starting over. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, just uh, without question. Perpetual double standard. Perpetual. Yes. And in the case of the Arizona audit, it just it isn't even that it gets more sinister each time you hear about it, which it kind of does. It gets goofier. Yeah. Dopier. They're uh, let's let's understand that they are taking pictures of every ballot um, and trying and and storing them. God knows where Um, they wanted to do canvassing, meaning that they wanted the right to look at who voted for who. Not just did you vote, which is fine, which is what you do in a normal canvas uh, in, an, in an, any kind of situation where that's why they want to do an audit instead of a recount. In the recount, you go to somebody's house and you go, did you vote? And they go, yes. And you go, thank you. Check. And they leave. 
Right. Any, any of the canvassing for that. In the audit that they want to do, what they want to do is, did you vote? Yes. For who? And, and the person has to tell this rando activist nutcase who works for cyber ninjas, but only part time. The rest of the time, they're uh, part time insurrectionists. Some of these folks actually were present on the 6th at the Capitol and they are now leafing through ballots in Arizona and expecting to be thought of as impartial judges of a fair and free election. It's 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 beyond I mean, it's so absurd, it nullifies any concern one would have that, you know, like even my concerns that they had these blue pens and that they were messing with it and that they absolutely all of them uh, have come from the long line of, well, it ain't lying if you do it for Jesus. You know what I mean? If you're lying for Jesus, then it's Machiavellian not for Jesus. That's right. It's not really a lie because you're trying to bring about, you know, the, you know, the, the resurrection and the uh, redemption. And therefore, so that I mean, there, honestly, there's people who live like that uh, we, uh, of all religions. But for the record, there's a big group of those folks on the Republican side who any lie is OK and justified by that very fact. Right. And no. so. We know that they're amongst that crowd in Arizona. We know that they were using blue pens for the first five days of this audit until they were called out by an election observer who worked, who's a reporter in Arizona and went, yeah, that's illegal and you can alter ballots. And they went, oh, okay. And then it took them another 24 hours to change out the pens. So why is any, no one's ever going to take anything, that very thing nullifies it. It It's like Rudy Giuliani and the laptop. The very fact that Rudy Giuliani has this laptop and has had it in his possession and is an enemy of the current president and believes he should have never been in office and he's got to mention he's part of the greatest crime family ever. All this lunacy that Rudy Giuliani believes. The fact that he had this laptop in his possession, besides the fact that it's completely phony, for the record, if it were real, if it was real evidence of real crimes, the fact that it was in his his possession for so long nullifies it in a court of law. There is no way you could ever use this. No. And the same thing is true of the Arizona audit. There is no way they can take whatever they find and actually go. And by the way, they're not going to find anything. They're going to go, well, we looked, we did look, we did go. We have some concerns and there were some discrepancies, like maybe because you can't count. Let's look at your paperwork. Let's see how you filled out stuff. How about we audit your audit? How about we look at Cyber Ninja's machinery? How about we, as the public, get to audit? they've never audited anything, ever. Yeah, right. Well, that's because they're not auditing. It's, it's at best, corporate espionage, if not foreign espionage, because they're acting on behalf of foreign actors who want a, a good, solid, forensic look at the inside of our voting machines. So that no. they, so that they can break into them, <laughs> like that's why you don't post it. That's why that, that whole Mike Lindell nonsense about wh- why don't they? Uh, if you don't want to do that, then why don't you just post the whole thing? People can just look at it. Well, because it's proprietary software that the the inner workings of it, the code of it, is part of the security that protects its integrity. And if you just post it. Yeah, um, Johnny in our chat room saying it's not an audit, it's a fraud. It. <laughs> um, so this is um, this is why, like the I have no concern 
I have never been concerned about the, the Hunter Biden laptop because it always stunk of fraudulent garbage for me and, you know, a mix of reality and fantasy, which is what the Russians do. They get a hold of your real email account. Then they stuff stuff that will make you look bad into it. And then they mix it all together. And then they release a chunk of it through WikiLeaks or DC leaks or something like that. And it and you're like and you can't if you go on and go, if anyone if anybody does this and you go, oh, OK, they, they get your let's say any person listening to the sound of my voice, some fraudulent actor, a business uh, that is you're in competition with, uh, uh, you're running a political campaign, a foreign actor, whatever it is, gets a hold of your email account. And then they start monkeying with it. They start putting stuff in there to make you like make it look like you said things you didn't to create the illusion of crimes and stuff. The only way that you can fully refute it is to show the entire world your actual entire email folder. You're all you have to you. It makes you gut yourself in front of the world with all your normal information, which is, by the way, not a problem for a lot of people. But you have to go through a redaction process for everybody that you send an email to that doesn't want their information out. All the mixed stuff, security elements of where people are going to be on certain dates that have nothing to do with you, especially at that level. Right. So in terms of, um, you know, be it John Podesta and Hillary or be it, uh, you know, Hunter Biden going out and saying, yeah, that's my that's my email. That's real. Or that's not saying that is not from my email account. Like, well, let me see the email sent on that day, you know, and and then that's that's the slippery stuff. That's why nobody does that. Nobody actually whenever I don't care who it is, if it's Amazon or or anybody with a Google account, um, David Petraeus didn't do it when he was hacked. There's a reason you don't do that, because your only solution is to gut yourself in front of the world and throw everything that you have, every correspondence you have. And by the way, the correspondence of everyone you talk to out to the world. Right. If you hold back any emails that, aha, that's the one. Right. Right. So that's that's the issue. That's that's always going to be the issue. And that's why it's such an effective uh, PR attack on people, even if it's not useful in a court of law. None of this is useful in a court of law. And as a matter of fact, the fact that you use it, you know, any attempt to use it in a court of law, like if any of the WikiLeaks stuff was ever used in hearings, they could not be verified. It would be you'd be you'd see them going through chunks of it. Is this true or is this not true? And everybody who does it would deny its existence or ignore it for that very reason that I just told you. And the same thing is true as if you were on trial and someone got a hold of your laptop and they brought it into court. I got his laptop and it's got all the info on it. Your your court appointed lawyer for ten dollars would would go your honor motion to dismiss. There's no chain of evidence on this. There's, it, this is random. This just where'd you get it? I, I found it at a bus stop. Right. OK, sure. That's great. OK, you know, it's goo. It's goofy. So the the interesting thing is what isn't like that is financial transactions what is not like that is money changing hands in those terms because a it's open to you know uh, tax officials looking at it you don't necessarily have a pro- uh, a privacy rule in terms of the government with those kind of things especially if you're paying someone for work there's a level of like gifts you can give a certain amount as a gift and that's all you have to say once you surpass that amount, it starts, you know, getting questionable. And if you're passing a lot of little gifts to people all the time, 
What's what's that? And you're, let's just say, for the sake of argument, a sitting U.S. congressman, then it gets a little squirrely. What are are those gifts for? Especially when you, I got to tell you, the the name of the article, and uh, things are getting worse for Gates all the time. The name of this article in the Daily Beast is Representative Matt Gates snorted cocaine with with escort who had no show government job. I mean, like all all of that sums up the antithesis of what of the perceived notion of what the Republican Party was. If you can think of a like total waste government job, you know, the fact they think every government job is a no show job, apparently. But we got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. I want to dive into some of this because uh, I mean, this story has depth to it and it's getting worse all the time. And Monday, apparently, is when this plea deal comes out fully from uh, Joel Greenberg. Um, we'll, we'll talk about it on the other side of the break. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Parks Radio program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk, WCPT820.com. And of course, the show is available as the House Parks Radio podcast, Mega Worldwide on uh, the, uh, the Sexy Liberal Podcasting Network. We'll be back. People say puffiness and under-eye bags are the hardest things to get rid of. Till now, introducing Genucel Plant Stem Cell Therapy from Chamonix, specifically targeting eye puffiness and bags. Genucel is incredibly powerful. Natural serum, they guarantee you'll see results in as little as 12 hours or your money back. Listeners see a dramatic improvement in just two weeks. A true Chamonix classic, Genucel contains eight extra ingredients to significantly reduce the appearance of bags and puffiness. Plus, Genucel uses patented plant stem cell technology to improve longevity with brilliant long-term results. Save big right now on Genucel's risk-free introductory offer. Go to lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie, promo code Stephanie at checkout for an extra 10% off. That is love, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Stephanie. You'll also get the amazing Zotique Deep Correcting Serum free when you order the most popular package today. Chamonix, the best skincare, best results are your money back. Lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. That is lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. That code is Stephanie. Now let's get back to Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Yeah, let's. So um, I want to say for the record uh, that um, Johnny and I, you know, in discussing the the wonderful world of Matt Gates, um, is uh, I don't I don't think any of us are surprised that um, that Matt Gates was not telling Tucker Carlson the truth hmm. when, when he went on. Uh, this and I just sent uh, Johnny this Daily Beast article that just came out that references you know stuff that the New York Times has seen. Um, it is it's just it's some gnarly stuff. Um, so the uh, the article um, uh, witnesses revealed the wild scene at an after party for a GOP fundraiser in Orlando. Now let's not be surprised that the idea of um, their idea of fun on the Republican side is what they think liberals do all the time. Let's be abundantly clear. Like their dream party is, uh, is, is sort of in their mind, like the, the playboy mansion circa 1978 or something like that, that, that they, in their own, you know, heart of hearts go, Oh, have been, that would have been sweet. That would have been so sweet. So, um, 
this, this okay so when ra- uh, when uh I, every time they do this i every time i speed read some of this stuff i start to say rep matt gates because they don't say representative i always go mm-hmm. to rat gates i do it every time <laughs> hmm. and it's kind of a dead giveaway has nothing to do with this face no he attended a 2019 GOP fundraiser in Orlando. His date that night was someone he knew well, a paid escort and amateur Instagram model. Um, amateur Instagram model. Isn't everyone an amateur Instagram model? Until they get paid. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to... I mean, okay. Who led, a, uh, who led a cocaine-fueled party after the event, according to two witnesses. Um, by the way, those uh, witnesses were uh, college girls under the age of 21. So beyond the idea... Well, we'll get to that. The Florida congressman's one-time wingman, Joel Greenberg, will identify that escort to investigators as one of more than 15 young women Gates paid for sex, according to a source familiar with the investigation. But what distinguishes this woman, Megan Zalonka, is that she, and don't, don't run to Instagram and look her up right now because her account is gone. Hmm. I, I can smell it. I can smell your fingers t- getting ready, folks. Uh, is that she turned her relationship with Greenberg into a taxpayer-funded no-show job that earned her an estimated $7,000 to $17,500, according to three sources and, cons- and, 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 and corresponding government records. Yeah, it's, it's official. It's, this, is beyond the, this is beyond just the realm of, oh, because Joel Greenberg said so, right? Right. On uh, October 26, 2019, Gates attended the Trump Defender Gala, Man. I bet that was awesome. I'm, I, I will, I'm personally shocked. Uh, I will be shocked if we don't find out that Barry Lee Morphew was, like, serving drinks there like the bartender in The Shining. Um, <laughs> I'm betting that they weren't, that there was not a single arcade game of Defender in that whole room. And that's heartbreaking. It is. Uh, not even Berserk, one, nothing. That's, uh, that's the game that makes me believe that the Turing test, by the way, is complete garbage. Because you, uh, like, you play one game of Defender and you're like, this machine is alive and it knows exactly how to kill me. It's like a, <laughs> it's pa- it passes the Turing test just by, as you're going, oh my God, it's following me. That's it. <sighs> it's the scariest thing ever, especially when it's taken a human hostage. and uh, so It's horrifying. Uh, yeah. It's horror. It's 8-bit horror. Okay, so... Uh, fundraiser, uh, and he was the featured speaker at said thing. So obviously he got to go to the good parties. Two witnesses present recall friends con- reconvening at Gates's hotel room for an after party. It was in his room. I can't tell you how just how this guy continually peaks the dumb meter. You know, mm-hmm. you guys know that I hate it when people can't even lie well. Because like, I Hell won't even let me visit him in his hotel room when he's in no, town. No, absolutely <laughs> not. It's. I mean, I bought one of those things you, you jam under the door just in case. You know those metal crowbar-looking things that laugh. And in I'm there? outside, like licking the uh, spyglass, going, "I know you're in there. I know you're in there." And I'm like, "I'm not. I'm under a different name." So. Um, <laughs> So, uh, okay. So one of those witnesses distinctly remembers Zalonka, which is just great. That sounds like a video game right next to Defender. I could never afford Mm -hmm. to win the game of Zalonka. Pulling the, pulling cocaine out of her makeup bag, rolling a bill of cash. How incredibly cliche and joining Gates in snorting the cocaine. While the Daily Beast could not confirm that Gates and Zalonka had sex that night, two sources had the, uh, said the pair had an ongoing financial relationship in exchange for sex. She was just one of the many pieces of arm candy he had. Excuse me, it's not arm candy if you're paying for it. That's just an escort. 
Okay, arm candy is the idea that you have trophy girlfriends or someone that looks good on your arm that just shows up because they like to go to cool places and you can take them. That's arm candy. Okay, I've seen a lot of it in my career in in the business, Uh, you know, uh, from beards to best friends to actual supermodels who just wanted to go to the event and needed somebody Mm -hmm. to go with. Arm candy goes both ways. It's a, you know, it's a very flexible term. If they're paid to be there, they're no longer arm candy. Okay. Um, so and when Hal is doing queer as folk, I begged to be his beard. Yeah, exactly. But you did, you refused to grow one, and I was like, no, that can't be. <laughs> she was uh, okay. So said one of the for- sources familiar with the encounters between Gates and uh, Zolonka. The the congressman who had declared that he never paid for sex wrote off the stay at the hotel as a campaign expense, which means his nice. donors his donors paid for the room where he snorted cocaine and had sex with escorts and amateur. I guess they didn't post the pictures of it on Instagram, so she still remained an amateur. Is that how we're going with this? The U.S. So. Secret Service which initiated the Greenberg investigation over allegations that Greenberg used county resources to mine Bitcoin. This is how this started. Because <laughs> listen, not, yeah, so um, the, apparently Joel Greenberg, this is how they, I mean, there was a bunch of stuff, but the ones that raised it to the federal level beyond just state stuff, like, oh, we got a sketchy local you know, tax commissioner down here. The fact that he was using state funds to do something across state lines that had to do with money pulled in the Secret Service because the Secret Service, as many people know, and much to the chagrin of Donald Trump, is an arm of Treasury. The Secret Service works for Treasury. So one of the joys of my life is knowing that Donald Trump is being followed around by Treasury agents for the rest of his life. That's amazing. So, all right. So they do this Federal prosecutors with the Middle District of Florida would not say if investigators have questioned Zalonka. Greenberg's attorney declined to comment, citing attorney-client privilege. Gates's office did not respond to a request for comment. However, his hired public relations firm, Logan Circle Group, did issue the statement. Congressman Gates won't be commenting on whether he dated or didn't date specific women. Dude, nobody's asking about who you dated. No one. Nobody cares. If, if you dated these women, they would have been arm candy. You didn't. Right. And the idea that you call them dates, like, you, like you're using the lingo of, like, car-hopping car prostitutes is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the privacy of women living private lives should be protected, he said. Mm. Um, well, she's an uh, amateur Instagram model. I, I, don't, I don't know that that qualifies. Well, I guess she, went, she took her account offline so we'll see harlan hill the president of that firm did not address questions about cocaine the party or the fundraiser so okay fine after repeated calls and messages to the Zalonka over the last five weeks her attorney told the daily beast on thursday night that she is quote is not speaking to any media outlet a criminal defense lawyer said the allegations were not accurate but not would not elaborate further it was not a bill it was a it was a cvs receipt that we snorted the cocaine yeah. through and it was stepped on it was garbage it wasn't enough cocaine to get out like i don't know why i let matt buy it so um federal investigators are exploring greenberg's alleged role as the congressman's go-to contact for arranging pay sexual encounters according to three sources with direct knowledge of the pro this is checking all the watergate boxes if you watch watergate one of the things that oh, yeah. the, you know, all the president's men they, the one thing they were always like they wanted three sources that's when they could go to print they got them in spades they have I, they do three sources for each angle of this story they have five sources running the entire thing um 
Zalanka, uh, they, who is an amateur fashion model and the communications director for American Medical Marijuana Physicians Association, received $4,000 on Venmo from Greenberg during his first year in office in 2017 in $500 installments for stuff, other stuff, which he misspelled as horror stuff, <laughs> which might have been on his way to oral stuff. And then he backed out of it. Mm. Or, or, mm. or Yeah. $1,000 for pool. Um, on a single day in November, he paid her $500 for food and another $500 for appetizers. Um, he also, um, let's see, or, uh, he gave her this contract of paying her $3,500 a month for a management of digital content and production of social media engagements. Um, which is sort of true since he was dumb enough to have his Venmo public. Yeah. Um, but they got $3,500 from the Seminole County taxpayer uh, January and April. And at other points in between, they were later flagged as questionable or unaccounted for funds. Because uh, the person, the financial officer in charge of doing the audit literally wrote, do not know what is for <laughs> um, on, on the, on the uh, paperwork. Um, this there, and I don't know how, can I read this? Can I even say... Mm. I don't know if I can. I think I can because the word is in the Bible in the Old Testament. Okay. Um, uh, Zalanka also features prominently in a tranche of Greenberg's Venmo transactions, which include his payments to more than 40 women. Those women received hundreds of dollars at a time for memo items such as salad, lemons, and ass, according to financial records. I guess they were Democrats, so it's a donkey reference, uh, we'll just assume. The Daily Beast spoke to 12 of those women who all said the payments were at least in part because Greenberg intended to have sex with them. Um, there was a whole tranche of, uh, of uh, emails and texts back and forth between Greenberg and Gates uh, you know, about him. Go he's going to introduce these women to his very famous and rising friend who's in Florida politics, meaning Gates. One of the women, all of them, 19-year-old students attending nearby Florida State University at the time, said Greenberg and a number of well-connected Republican men bought them drinks at the hotel bar, knowing how old the students were. So they bought, contributing to the delinquency of minors, they are buying alcohol for 19-year-olds. They are plying uh, underaged women. These are women, but they are under the age of 21. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. It, right, totally. Um, with alcohol. And then, um, let, according to these women, bought them drinks at the hotel bar, knowing how old the students were, then led them to a room furnished with, quote, a huge pile of coke. <laughs> the men wanted to have sex with the teens and implied that Zalanka, who was in the room, would join in. One of the women recalled, when the teens refused, oh, God, that's what a... Yeah, this dude. Greenberg, Zalanka, and another man went into a connected room to have sex. Another mm. man. Mm. Who's that? According to mm -hmm. one of the former students in screenshots of conversation between women reviewed by the Daily Beast, uh, Zalanka had signed her marketing contract weeks before the encounter, and financial records show that Greenberg paid for a flight to Tallahassee with Seminole County taxpayer money around that time. And, of course, there's a picture of Gates... Uh, with Zalanka and um, another woman, Savara Hastings, who both work at the American Medical Marijuana Physicians Association um, as basically PR executives for that thing. So they basically uh, um, 
rubbed elbows with him. We have to take a break. But my my girlfriend was pointing out that like Matt Gates used to be fr- pretty chubby. He used to be a fairly chubby dude. And then these stories broke about how much cocaine he's been doing over the last few years, and the pounds have just melted away. I, mm. I don't recommend it as a diet plan by any means, but speed and stimulants tend to do that to a person. Um, no, no word on whether or not they make they give you demonic eyebrows, which apparently they have in the case of Matt <sighs> Gates over time. Um, and and then, of course, little teeth. Oh God! It's it, I mean, honest to God, he he looks like a, he's someone who will shape shift in a movie. We'll t- we gotta take a <laughs> break. We'll be back right after this. It's the Housemark Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPD Radio. More after this with the uh, the Family Values Party. Remember that, and the party mm-hmm. that accuses everyone else of voter fraud. Yeah, and and that uh, uh, in the immortal words of Rush Limbaugh, all drug users should go to jail. We'll be back. You're listening to Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Welcome back. And there will indeed be a um, uh, a memorial show for Dick Kay, uh, you know, in remembrance of him over the next, um, you know, in, in the next uh, hour after this show. Um, just, you know, and, and I want to say that it's been really difficult processing the idea that like Johnny and I, when we, you know, uh, when I started doing the show and then Johnny came on and we would do the show sometimes and Johnny would go into the studio in in Chicago and sit in with everybody, even if I was out on the road with everybody uh, or if I got a chance to come in and we got to do the show in studio. Um, part of our my mission was to broom all my silly gear out of the room before Dick K got in there in between yes. our shows. And it was just this pack and fly every time like i gotta fold up like as soon as we say ah, bye like that i was unplugging everything just to get out because because dick here like, came dick yeah and i sat because of needing the gear i i sat in the corner um mm-hmm. back in the back right and i i would set up my laptop and then johnny could sit to my left and i could see the board and i could get uh, a lot of times there would be a I could pull the Ethernet. I could hook into the Ethernet there at the station with one of the hard wires. But for whatever reason, it was super short, that wire. (laughs) So it's not like I could be anywhere in the studio. I had to be right there. And my computer was always, like, leaning a little bit. Or if I set a camera for Johnny, it was just stretching just to the end of what the USB would go. It was always just a little bit like this. Yeah, and if it moved at all, it would fall over, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And... And then at the end, you know, I'm like, good, uh, bye, everybody. And then I would just go and just yank everything down so that we wouldn't be in, in Dick's way as he came in to do his show. And he always sat on the outside corner mm-hmm. of the desk, you know, like, like for ease of entry and exit and because he's earned it over the years. You mm-hmm. know, he would sit on the outside corner of that or whatever. And invariably, there were a few times where I was like packing my stuff up and he would sit down and I'm like, now I have to squeeze past him in this tiny little space and try not to be rude to Dick K as I'm trying to get. And there's my- a very specific chair that he needed. It's like, oh, my yeah. God, is this Dick's chair? Yeah. Right. Which one is his? Right. Yeah. And and, um, and we and on rare occasion, 
after I really got my system down where I had less and less stuff and I got much better at it, you know, I wasn't experimenting as much. I knew which cameras I was using, that kind of stuff. And I could get it up and running quickly and down really quickly, or I could just pile it in and then clean it up in the other room. I'd spend like 10 minutes repacking my bag outside just as long as I got out of there. We were able to have like short conversations with Dick, um, you know, about, you know, politics or even just life stuff, just saying hi, just, you know, just gracious back and forth with somebody else, a coworker, somebody who was there. And it was a yeah. it was a big honor to do that with with Dick Kay, um, you know, the few times that we got a chance to do that. So it's you know, it's uh, you know, it's with a heavy heart that the CBT family, you know, yeah, pays tribute to a, him today. Such a nice dude who treated us like peers, even yes, though he, he was he's just he's a Chicago legend. political royalty. Yes, absolutely. And and if you had a question, if I ever had a question about something locally, like how alderman stuff was happening or what, you know, who was in charge of what ward and how like what the power struggle was in that. And, you know, but like whether or not the, you know, the police department had resources that they needed in certain districts and areas and blah, blah, like Dick Kane knew he knew all that. And he had an opinion about it. Oh, he certainly did, which is good for radio. So, yeah. uh, um, to to his uh, to his family and and all of his friends and many of his colleagues over the years at WGN and all the other stations that he's you know hopped around to over the years, uh, condolences to them as well. I think you know, Keanu Reeves said to um, Stephen Colbert. I saw somebody post this meme the other day. Stephen Colbert goes. What do you think happens when we die? And he goes, I think the people that love us will miss us. Nice. Yeah, it was a it, it was a sweet response. And um, and and that's true. So anyways, I just wanted to say that before we sort of proceed into this and then get rolling into the next hour. Seven, seven, three, seven, six, three, nine. Yeah, and it was it was because of that bumper. Like, I'm, I was afraid to hear like the Dick K bumper. You, yeah. you know, like. Yeah, because he, uh, bless his heart, uh, like with my weird show title, it's always been a joy that he, he kind of. He will officially yeah. never get it right. Nope, that's right. It's, it's official never, now. It's going to stay that way um, and forever and ever and ever. And um, and I, I'm on the fence about keeping it there. I mean, it's nice I just know. to have because it's of him. Over. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, so there is, um, I don't, I don't know. Johnny Million, what you've been watched at all over the last, you know, year as we've all gotten, you know, what were your what were your go to shows? Uh, I was I went crazy over the WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. I did Invincible. Okay. Uh, let's see some Shit's Creek. Mm hmm. It's. Um, uh, I almost uh, Umbrella Academy. Okay, is that good? You like that one? Yeah, it's really neat. I um, I just um watched the uh, Sons of Sam documentary. Oh yeah, I saw that. That's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Um, over you know a couple of days ago, I finished it. I kept falling asleep midway through it, which is a, you know it's nightmare soup. But um, <laughs> to do that, right? Seriously, don't fall asleep watching no. that. Hell, no, no, no. And especially because it's like he didn't act alone, and they're still out there. That's basically the entire <laughs> premise. I'm not blowing it. Yeah, they said who it was, right? But um, in, in a lot of these, like I watch a lot of crime dramas, 
And there's there seems to be two kind of categories. One is the world of criminals that are clever only because the rest of the system is set up for the dumb ones. Meaning that most of the time, like this fellow that voted on behalf of his wife, it's usually the mate, the boyfriend, the girlfriend, you know, they hire somebody or they do it themselves and then they pretend to miss the person and then it turns out they did it all along. And whether it takes some weeks or years, it's, it, uh, you know, Occam's razor applies most of the time. And most of the serial killers and people like that go unnoticed or able to work outside of it largely just because it's so out of the ordinary and it doesn't follow the regular chain of evidence. And by the time they're done chasing down the normal leads, which leads to capturing the most criminals, the person's gone. They've left the area. They're now at another truck stop picking up hitchhikers or doing whatever they do. So, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's 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 creepy as hell and the like. And then there's the realm of normalcy, which is that criminals in general are incredibly stupid. Um, Even the clever ones are dumb or they would be able to take the clever parts of what they could do and then kind of in a limitless sort of a way, turn it into a, you know, a hedge fund. You know what I mean? If if you really look at it like hedge fund managers, in my estimation, are sort of like serial killers that went another way. You know what I mean? They're sociopathic (laughs) or psychotic in their behaviors. You know what? I'm going to apply my skills here. Yeah. Instead, uh, you know, I could do this at a truck stop, but I'd rather do it with shares of healthcare funds. Right. You know what I mean? Um, So um, and by the way, thank you, Benny Loco, for reminding everybody to give us a thumbs up and a like and subscribe on uh, on our YouTube page. Um, Don't forget, uh, we we finally we cracked 18K on YouTube for the first time. And many of us can recall that last summer we were banging our head against the wall trying to crack 5,000, you know. And so now we're at 18K. I know it's small by, you know, the measure of these other behemoths that, um, especially the right-wing ones. So if you're on YouTube at all and that's your thing, it doesn't cost you anything to subscribe. What do they say comparison is a thief of joy? Uh, Yeah, but sometimes it's also how you know that the bear isn't caught up with you yet because he ate the person who was running slightly slower. (laughs) Oh, true, yeah. So and I and I by the way I I I don't call that comparison myself. I you know for me it's like all right we're I I'm using it as sort of a measuring stick like growing, you know what I mean? That's you know I know I'm growing. Once you finish growing it's a little difficult. But in terms of this kind of thing, we've only been doing my daily live stream for example since this time last year at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. as, a, as a one week show <clears throat> that's on for three hours, basically, you know, two hours and change every Saturday for 10 years. The numbers we have are very sound, considering that, Absolutely. you know, you, YouTube is built for three minute videos about, you know, doing your eyebrows. So um, which I've never gotten right, by the way, um, <laughs> I, I just don't know what I'm missing. So. This is um, and we're going to we're going to go into this in the next hour. But like this is the week that the masks came off for people who have gotten vaccinated. This was and what the timing of it was so amazing because we got our second shot on Wednesday oh, wow. in the afternoon and we got Moderna and then. You know, our arms were pretty sore and we woke up Thursday going, I think I can go to work and yeah. then just crash like yeah some 
some uh, aches and a little bit of chills. And uh, we, so we just drank a lot of water and watched some bad movies and Great. ate some soup. And at the end of the day, we got this wonderful news. That that, in two weeks, you don't have to wear a mask anywhere. Yeah, that yeah. Was, it's all going to be worth it after two weeks. And, right. um, and then Friday morning, we're tip top. Yeah, that's great. And by the way, you don't eat soup, you drink soup. Ask the Chinese. Uh, and it, you, you chur uh, food. Chur fun is eating food. But you he cha, you drink tea, and you he tang, you drink soup. I'm just well, what saying, about Chunky, the soup that eats like a meal? Well, that's you split it into two things. You he chur. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. It's the Health Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. On oh, WCB wow. Radio. Like and subscribe. Give a thumbs up. If you're on Amazon Prime, you can subscribe on uh, you can uh, subscribe on Twitch, and it does not cost you a dime. Twitch.tv slash HealthSparks, or go to InfotainmentWars.com or NudesMax.com. We'll see you in, after the break. Welcome back to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. It's now time for the happy ending. Yay! Yeah, the, um, in relation to what we were talking about, too, the, the seven-day average um, for uh, in Brazil, as far as the cases that they have, is like 85,000 a day is their seven-day average. And it's been going up since, you know, over the last year. And it just keeps going up. It's It staggers a little bit, but it's... Uh, it's not. There's no signs of it stopping or slowing down in that regard. It is just. I'm showing it on my chat right now, um, but you can see from last year to it dipped a little bit. Um, when you know during winter when everybody I guess stayed apart, but it is climbing and vacillating. And and God knows they were underreporting back then. So some of the spike it might not as seem like it is an egregious a spike if they'd been honest. Um, you know during their entire process, but. Um, you know, there's a, I mean, there's just a reality. The Bolsonaro just kind of doesn't care if a bunch of his countrymen die because, you know, it, you can do without them. So there you go. Um, I think we had one more caller uh, waiting on the line. Did we not? Are we good? Did we get them all? I thought we got them all, maybe. Is that? Oh, okay. All right. So, we, yeah. Um um, so I, if we have time, we'll see, because we got about five minutes left in the show. Um, and and uh, in Brazil, um, according to uh, BBC, they have a lot of children, babies dying from COVID specifically. I have, I have Diana oh, yeah. calling in. Diana, excellent. Okay. Um, uh, welcome, Diana. Hi, how are you guys? I'm good. Go ahead. Hey, Excellent. My question is, um, there's a lot of, like, this chaos in uh, panic tweeting and, uh, like, social media about how the Democratic, what? everything's, like, falling apart. And um, my question right. is, like, the GOP is obviously burning itself to the ground. What do mm-hmm. you think is going to happen to that? Do you think, like, the sleestack bad guys are going to take take control of the Republican Party, or do you think something new will kind of come out of the act of honest to god i think they're going to be wrestling with it through the fall and the new story will be that you know as as gates goes down and marjorie taylor green and others like her start dealing with the reality of you know interacting with the legal system that they're going to have if she gets charged for you know tax evasion on her uh, other house 
and all that stuff, um, you know, that'll slowly chip away at that. And the old guard will remain because none of them have the bones in the closet that a lot of these folks have. It, It just so happens that the deepest Trumpers seem to also have a lot of this like baggage that's catching up with them. And there's going to be, you know, Florida itself, like there's a chance that, you know, if DeSantis has people in his circle that get dragged down into this Matt Gates thing, you know, he's going to be given a run for his money in terms of if he's going to try and run for Senate or if he tries to, you know, uh, whoever's running for governor next time, whether he does it again or I don't know if he's termed out or not what the deal is there. But um, they're going to be this is going to be a news story about the wrestling of this. But the reality is, is that there the the increased amount of clamoring you're seeing from the right wing about these ghosts of the social architecture, the that Oh, my God, critical race theory. Oh, my God. The, the socialism. Oh, my God. The, you know, wokeness is destroying the Oh, the army is putting out ads recruiting the the daughter of lesbian parents, you know, like, oh, my God, the more they do that. You should take a certain amount of joy in that because you have to recognize what they aren't talking about. And what they aren't talking about is how vastly popular the movements of this White House is. Forget their whole like paint Democrats with the broad brush of how they believe the squad is acting or something any given day. Um, Because right now what they want is they want the actions of the squad to be uh, tied to Antifa and the leadership of BLM as an organization. And that's what Democrats are to hide the fact that genuinely Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates are in the process of taking over the Republican Party. It's one thing to say that the squad is the voice of the uh, the Democratic Party when they are not. It's another thing to go absolutely they are. I mean, they put Elise Stefanik in charge of they, they, they gave her Liz Cheney's spot. If that's not an indication that they are chasing this rabbit down the hole, I don't that's know what insane. is. And and there th- there will be this dance about it. And then somebody will get into the recovering of this once these people eat themselves. And they will because they'll all step on the rake. They'll all, you know, overreach. They'll all either prove themselves useless and get voted out in one cycle. I don't know that Marjorie Taylor Greene can get reelected and she's got to do it every two years. That's the thing about the House. So a lot of these rabble rousers are in the House, um, Gosar and others. So as they get chased out over time, and even the people that come in will be hardcore Republicans. They'll be, you know, anti-choice Republicans, but they're not going to be able to hold on to it on behalf of Trump. And Trump is going to continue his fade over the next two years. He will be nowhere near the firebrand they want him to be by the end of this year, much less by 2024. He's not going to run again. He's He is now, uh, like I said, a microblogger who has resorted to just yammering in the middle of people's wedding receptions at Mar-a-Lago. And he's going to be facing his own financial difficulties beyond even his legal troubles. So I, this thing will eat itself. At some point, there will be a conservative answer to the, you know, what they perceive as Democrats that are somehow super liberal or something. But I honestly believe you can have a genuine conversation from liberal to conservative entirely within the Democratic Party in terms of legit political thought. As far as you need to go conservative without that's being a That's the only place it's going to happen now. That's right. That's right. I mean, basically, from, from Joe Manchin to the, the squad, essentially, you're, you've got a, a, a real conversation that meets in the middle somewhere about what we can do to help the country. 
So anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. Um, we'll see you guys next week. And stay tuned if you're in the Chicagoland area for a tribute to, uh, to Dick Hay. And Lady B, we love you. It's so great to hear your voice again. Big hug to you and yeah, everybody there. Lady Thanks, Devin, too. And everybody there, uh, big hug, Matt, everybody. And uh, we'll see you guys. I'll see everybody on my stream on Monday. And everybody stick around for uh, a tribute to Dick Hay. Thanks so much.